0: going faith promise church how are we doing this weekend it is great to see it all of our campuses we welcome you from just all across east tennessee it's thrilling what god is up to and uh, we want to welcome all of our campuses anderson and campbell and and just all across the way we're excited about what God is doing, Blunt and North, our internet campus, the Pellissippi campus. It is so exciting what God is up to in building his kingdom. Life is flowing out of our campuses. The campuses are growing. I love this time of year because you've come back from vacation And that's so thrilling. You know, June and first part of July, people are gone and you need a vacation. And now school's about to start back and all the students are so thrilled. And as we get ready to roll back and and folks are coming, a lot of guests. And so it's a great time uh, to be a part of what God is doing. We conclude our journey this weekend through the book of Colossians. Uh, And it has been rich. If you guys enjoyed it, you guys enjoyed Colossians. And you know we have—I I could have stayed here a ton longer, but there's so much to cover. The Word of God is so rich, and one of the things we really want to do on the weekend with the Word is we want to be so salty that every day you want a long drink from the Word of God, that it just that you realize the depths and the riches and all that God has, and that you want more and more of it. Well, we're we're coming to the last part of the last chapter, in chapter 4 of the book of Colossians, and Paul concludes his letter, this letter to the church of Colossae, like he does with many others of his letters. If you go and you see the prison epistles or Romans or you see, you know, uh, the pastoral epistles, as you look at the letters that are written to either an individual or a church or a region, you will see Paul finish his letter with his team. It's sort of like going to a movie, and at the end of the movie, they have everybody that worked on the movie. You know what I'm talking about? Now, it used to nobody ever stayed for that. Now there might be a scene of an upcoming movie. And so I think part of the reason they put it in is so that you will stay. Because when the original showing of a a movie, feature-length movie, when all the movie stars are there and the people... Everybody watches the movie, and when the credits roll, all the actors stand and the actresses and they clap until the credits are done because they realize that there's no way the movie would have been made without all those people. And you know, how many special faced people can they have? Well, they can have a ton if you've ever read the credits, at the end of a movie. But Paul begins to sort of list credits, as it were, at the end of the book. He rolls through and he, he talks about the supporting cast. And, and frankly, there's always a team. If what you're doing that you're doing for God by yourself, you're not going to do very much. Amen? Because it's all about a team. Church is not built on the gifts and talents of a few, but the sacrifice of the many. And so we're, we're looking at Paul's credits, and, and we're going to go to a verse that probably nobody has underlined. We're going to a verse that nobody has memorized, and we're gonna to go to a character that you probably never heard his sermon about, and that's Tychicus. He said, Well, I'm not sure if that pronouncement is that pronouncement's right on his name. Well, you weren't there. So you don't know, do you? I think that's why we don't preach on half the people in the Bible, because we can't say their names. And so we find this guy and stuck in the credits. In Colossians chapter 4 and verses 7 and 8, As to all my affairs, Tychicus, our beloved brother and faithful servant and fellow bondservant in the Lord, will bring you information. For I have sent him to you for this very purpose, that you may know about our circumstances, and that he may encourage your hearts. Then he talks about Onesimus and Aristarchus and Mark and, uh, you know, Papyrus and Luke and some of these names that we know. And some of these names, you know, we've never heard. Of. Have you ever heard a sermon on Tychicus? No Has anybody got that memory? You got that underline verses seven, but it is in my Bible now. But but it's just not a verse that I typically think about. It's just it's just not where it is. So as we think about Tychicus, I want to ask you a question. I, I want you to think about this. Uh, if you're listening, say Amen, because am. this is huge. Would you agree that there is a gap? between attendance in the house of God and serving in the house of God. Y'all agree with that? Okay, we all all get that. Should we close the gap of attending and serving? Oh, I'm so glad that you feel that way. Yeah, we're good, because really everybody ought to be serving. And so we entitled the message this weekend, What's in the Bag? Tychicus shows up with a, I don't know if he had a man bag, and uh, this is not mine because I don't use a man bag, Uh, but but Tychicus shows up, and he has a bag, and there's something in the bag, and so what's in the bag? We're going to look at that. Flip over a couple books to your left, you know, hit Philippians, and then one more Ephesians, and in Ephesians 6, you'll you'll, you'll see the apostle do the exact same thing. You know he 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 does the he comes with a few of the the credits in verse twenty one. But but that I may also know about my circumstances, that you may know about my circumstances and how I'm doing. Tychicus, the beloved brother and fellow minister in the Lord, who will make everything known to you. I've sent him to you for this very purpose, so that you may you may know about us, that he may comfort your hearts. And so we find him here. Here he is twice. And what does it say about him? It said he is a beloved. Brother and a faithful servant, beloved brother twice. Principle, of, you know, of multiple times. You see something in the Bible once; it's important. More than once, it's it's very important. So let's. So it says about Tychicus, our beloved brother and faithful minister. So let's think about something. For here we are, twenty one hundred years later, talking about Ty. We're talking about him. Thousands of us this weekend, we're going we're to look at this guy's life that some of us have never, have never thought about, and the question is this, how did Tychicus get written into the story of redemption? What did this dude do so that he finds himself interwoven into the scripture, the fabric, the redemptive story of God? What did he do? Because here we are, 21 centuries later, talking about it. And there are a lot of things that we don't know that he did, but there are some things that we know that we, can, that we can dissect out of different books and stories that the Apostle Paul gives us. I want to give you three things, if you're a note taker, three things that Ty did to get written into the story of redemption. Are you? If you're ready, say I'm ready. I'm ready. Number one, Tychicus chose to volunteer and serve in an unpaid position. He chose to serve in a place and nobody would know him, nobody would see him, that nobody was going to write blogs about and put up on the, the you know, he wasn't going to get his name in lights. Let me tell you the position that none of us really want. Nobody is going to want to do what Tychicus did because the apostle Paul is condemned to prison. Tychicus goes with him. See, in that day, you didn't get three hots in a cot. You didn't get cable and all this kind of stuff and an hour to exercise and all that kind of stuff, man, is brutal. And so if you wanted to get fed, somebody had to feed you. Somebody had to bring you. They weren't gonna do all that for you. So people had to take care of prisoners. So Tychicus chooses to go and serve the Apostle Paul in prison. In prison. Now, now Paul was sent to prison. But Tychicus chose to go there. I would go to prison if they sent me, but I wouldn't volunteer, would y'all? I'm not looking for prison duty. It's, it's, not, it's, it's not the deal. So when, when life got hard with the Apostle Paul, when all hell broke loose, when it looked like his life was over and his ministry would be snuffed out, Ty chose to stay with Paul. See, he got written into the story of God because he wouldn't quit no matter how hard it got. By this point, when Paul is in prison, many of the people that were on his team had already bailed. Now, early in the ministry, you know what I used to get fired up about? I used to get fired up when somebody signed up to serve. I did, man. I get stoked. And then I realized nine out of the ten people that sign up are never going to serve. So I quit getting fired up about y'all signing a commitment card. Because you lie when you fill out the cards. Are y'all, y'all know what I'm talking about. Nobody can find you. The FBI, we've sent TBI after you, hunting you down. I want to serve. You know, eight years later, you fill another card out. We're not calling them. We've been looking for eight years. Where have they been? And so, and so I, man, when people sign up, I'm not even really fired up when people start. Because guess what happens to most people that start serving in the house of God? Somebody help me. They quit. Somebody didn't shake my hand. Somebody didn't smile at me. Somebody didn't treat me right. Somebody took my spot. Somebody said something about me. Somebody, somebody. You can't imagine how hard it is. Ty went to prison. We're asking you to watch kids for one service a weekend. Are you with me? We're not saying we need to go to Wartburg to Brushy Mountain and hang out, 7-12s. We're not asking you to, we're not asking you to go to Iraq. We're not, listen, we're asking people to serve in the house of God. But see, Ty chose to serve in a place that was a volunteer place, unpaid position that nobody would know. Let me tell you what impresses me today, people that finish the race. People that don't quit. And people that, I mean, what, listen, if we quit for the most minute reason, what are we going to do if persecution hits the church in America? What are we going to do? Somebody says something somebody makes an off. Somebody doesn't smile at you. Somebody and people are mad. What are you going to do when they're going to kill you for living for Jesus? Are you, are y'all with me? And so, man, we got man, we got to make a, we got to make some distinctions. We, we got to make some decisions. I'm impressed with people that finished the race now. I'm impressed that in February, in the first weekend in February, we'll celebrate 20 years of ministry at Faith Promise Church. Amen. 20 years of ministry. And I am, I, I am impressed with people like the Gwaltneys or the High Schools or the Roses, or, and we'll, we'll talk about that later. I'll miss somebody, so I'm not going to say another name, but man, people hanging there for 20 years. They've been here 20 years. You think I made them mad? It's a gift. <laughs> seen, I mean, I, but, and listen, uh, and, and, and you know what? They just said, hey, we're, man, we're committed. Yeah, he made Listen, yeah, he made a decision I didn't agree with. Yeah, when we, when we brought him, Michelle, in, we thought we were doing We had no idea because that was a unanimous vote. I'm pretty sure it wouldn't be this time if everybody knew what we were going to do, that there'd be this and this and, man, all of what's going on. And so I'm impressed with people that finish but this is what we need to do. This is what Ty did, and this is what we need to do. Are, are you ready? Every campus, listen, this is the deal. Ty looked around and said, where's the most helpful place I can serve? Where's the, my faithful brother, beloved brother, and faithful minister, faithful servant, faithful minister, where, where, is the, where is the place that I need to plug in? Where is the place in the church that they need somebody? Where can, I, where can I plug in? Where can I give my life away? Listen, a spiritual gifts test is fine. Tychicus never took a spiritual gifts test. He never took a disc test. He never took a personality profile test. He never took a, task, a test on what his passion were, where he thought he might. He saw where there was a need, and he filled it. And that's the people of God, how we ought to do in the body of God and the house of God. Amen? Man, we see a need and we just feel it. That's what he did. We ought to be asking the question, hey, where can I serve? Man, where, where can I serve? But people say, hey, wait, you know what, Pastor? I go to church with, I go to, I go to prison with Paul. Well, yeah, now that you know who he was. See, in this day, people didn't really get who Paul was. They didn't realize what was going on. Hey, I'd go, to, I'd go with Paul. In verse 14 of Colossians 4, look at it. It says this. Luke, the beloved physician, since his greeting also does Demas. Now flip over. Let's just go a couple books to your right. Just flip over to Paul's last letter in 2 Timothy chapter 4. And, in verse, and again, he goes right back, and he starts giving his list of credits. But in verse 9, this is what he said. First, first, uh, 2 Timothy 4, 9, Make every effort to come to me soon. For Demas, remember what we just saw Demas in the credits in Colossians 4? For Demas, having loved this present world, has deserted me and gone to Thessalonica. Crenus has gone to Galatia and Titus to Dalmatia. Only Luke is with me. Pick up Mark and bring him with you for he's useful to me for service. Where's a whole message about Mark is back now, coming back to the apostle who they had split because Mark left the first time because he was afraid and ran back to Jerusalem and and Paul wouldn't take him. Now he said, hey, bring Mark. See, Demas was was in. Demas was on the team. Hey, I'd go to prison with Paul. Most people wouldn't, would they? Let's be real. Demas was so bailed on Paul, just like so many others, said, Demas, having loved this present world. See, Demas bailed on Paul because the world was too tantalizing. There was too much of this world that Demas wanted. There was too much money to be made. There was too many accolades to be had. It was too hard to hang with Paul because they were probably going to kill him. So Demas bails and he puts it in B for Boogie. And what happens to Demas? He is written out of the story while Tychicus is written into the story. I ask you. Would you rather be written in or written out? Excuse me? Man, write me in. I want to be in. Man, what's this world got to compare to Jesus? Holy, I'm written out of the story of God because I'm too concerned with money or that. Let me give you a second thing. Are y'all ready? If you're ready, say "I'm I'm ready. Second reason Tychicus got written in the story is because his heart was in it. Faithful servant, beloved brother, Paul could trust Tychicus five times if you, if, you, if, you do, if you do his name, if you put it in a, you know, your concordance or you use an electric concordance online and put Tychicus in, five times you'll find. And, and twice we find that he is the faithful beloved brother and faithful minister, and we see a few other things about him. You know, all the bio that, that Tychicus needed was right there. Faithful servant, beloved brother. Now, when you look for a job, you ever padded your resume? Okay, you have. I just love that. And so, you know, and especially when you're just starting in work. Yeah, I've never done anything, right? I mowed three yards. I mean, I washed dishes. You're doing anything to put resume fodder. See, Tychicus did not need any more resume fodder. He had all that he needed because he was a faithful minister and a beloved brother of the apostle Paul. I mean, that's, that's all that you needed. And Paul said, I love this guy. See, for Tychicus, this wasn't a job. This was a calling. This was the, I am going to, there's a need, and I'm going to fill this need. I'm going to walk with Paul until they cut his head off. I am going to do what nobody else will do. And so, let me ask you a question. See, Tychicus got written into the story because his heart was in it. Let me ask you, is your heart in the house? Is your heart in the house called Faith Promise? Man, see, because when your heart's in the house, we can do great things for God. Again, the church moves forward when our hearts are in it. Does that make sense? We brought almost 13,000 people Easter weekend in this past Easter. How did that happen? Because our hearts We're in it. When we get fired up and focused and freed up, when we decide we're going to serve God, that we're going to go all the way, Katie, bar the door. Hell will, I mean, we will freak out when we get together and decide we're going to do something great. Does that make sense? Man, our hearts have got to be in it. Our heart needs to be in God's house, man. That's what we're bringers. We bring friends, we bring our tithes, and we bring our gifts, and we bring everything. Let I me mean, ask this, well, this weekend, 13 services in all six of our campuses. Do you know how many volunteers it'll take to pull this weekend off? There'll be 1,500 children that'll be in our children's ministry and preschool ministries. 1,500? I can't, can you even imagine that? How many diapers will get changed? What are you feeding those kids? They're They're crap factories. I mean, you know, man, we, we come in, and, and, and how many goldfish will be eaten? Think of all the adults it'll take just to take care of the preschool, and then children. Have, think of all the people that'll be working in parking lots and at doors, at all the doors at all of our campuses welcoming people, because there'll be people coming for the first time this weekend that don't really want to come, and somebody invited them, and they're really looking for a reason not to go back, and they want a sourpuss at the door. They want somebody to say something. You know what I'm talking about? They walk in with an attitude. And what we do, man, we got an attitude back. We love you and so does God. Come on in. Amen. And so, man, we put, we put people at the doors. And we have ushers. And we have Wednesday night or Sunday night, depending on what campus you're at, we have, I don't know how many, we'll have 700 middle schoolers and high schoolers this weekend worship. We have hundreds of volunteers, though, man, across across five physical campuses. We've got producers, and we've got people that shoot video, and we've got all this kind of stuff that goes on. We've got camera people that are doing their best to keep up. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) Look, man, they're all over it. Man, they're, they're on it. See, what are they doing? They're trying to get get the video. So the word of God goes to every campus. We've got folks that are, man, that clean their house every week so you can come over for a small group. Vacuum, clean one bathroom, the living room, and a kitchen again. Let the rest, come on. 600 people this week will teach the word of God across all of our campuses. It's unbelievable. And, And let me tell you, we're every single area we need more people serving. And so, sometime during this message, listen, I don't want you to lie this time. Help them, Lord. I want you to take that communication card, your communication card, sometime during the service, put your, the phone number you, that you answer, the email that you respond to, not your spam account, not your burn phone. I mean, and, and put where you'd like to serve. Hey, listen, don't put anywhere. If you put anywhere, I'm signing everybody to the one-year-old changing diapers. <laughs> I just had a fresh revelation from him. Yes, I heard that, Lord. So if you put anywhere, <laughs> you are changing poo. <laughs> and so put like, just you say, but I don't know where. Just try a Just try. Now, I mean, it could be in the worship. and It could be in children. It could be in students. It could be wherever. It, you, know, what, what, you know what we need right now? You know what we need? We need some drummers. My wife's a worship leader. I don't know how to stand good with people. We need drummers. We need, some of y'all can drum, and you're hiding it. Shame on you. Let us know you can drum. Some of you play guitars. Man, take the card, fill it out. Sign up for Infuse. Come and find out. We, we need 50 new adult small group leaders because we're going to launch in a, uh, the weekend after After Labor Day, we launch our next Let Hope In, a series, our alignment about hope. It's going to be unbelievable. Uh, And and we need, so some of you guys are thinking about it, praying about it. Some of your groups are pregnant and you need to birth those groups. But if you're thinking, hey, I might need, or maybe just because you sign up doesn't mean you get to lead a group. Okay, not everybody gets a leader group. There's interview process, there's training, all that's got to be involved. You just don't get to lead a group. And so if you think, hey, man, I'd like to talk to somebody after every service at every campus, go to our Next Steps area, there'll be people out there from the groups ministry that will help you get connected, get your name, send you a survey, help just see if, you know, where, where it is and, and, and let's, let's continue to make more room for more people. Amen? 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 Amen. Hey, listen, let's just be Tychicus's. Uh-huh, say that three times. The third thing that Ty did was this. He did what was needed with a can do attitude. He goes to prison with Paul. I'm going to tell you another thing he did in just a minute. So cool. It's so cool. He goes to prison. He hangs out with Paul. He's there. So you get written into the story when you do what needs to be done with a can do attitude. Let me tell you what we're doing at Faith Promise. We're, re- we're writing Acts 29. If you've read the book book of Acts, it it doesn't really conclude. It just stops at the end of chapter 28 and it says, and the gospel was preached unhindered. We're writing the 29th chapter of the book of Acts right now. And God is doing some unbelievable things. Man, you you need to get off the bench and into the game. You need to get written into the story. Amen? Let me give you some thoughts that I believe Paul looked at as he thought about Tychicus. Because, you know, we we always talk about a leadership culture, but if there's leaders, there's going to be followers, right? So let me give you a couple things about Tychicus as he followed Paul. Number one, he had Paul's confidence. Again, he was a faithful, beloved brother and faithful minister. And so he had Paul's confidence, now, there are, a lot of, there, there are a lot of people that are out there now trying to do their own thing. Does that make sense? Are, are y'all with me? See, Paul, Ty had Paul's confidence because Paul knew that Ty would get the job done. And Paul gave him some earth-shaking things to do because he knew he could trust him. And we think about 50 new small group leaders we think about people that are helping shape the preschool and the, and the children in the middle school and the high school. We think about people that are teaching the Word of God, that are sharing and carrying in their homes with a small group of three, four, five, 8, 10, 12 people. Man, that is a serious responsibility. Amen? And so, man, we, we put huge confidence. Number two, Paul, I mean, Tychicus walked in the blessings of Paul. See, Tychicus shows up at the church at Colossae, and this is what he said. Hey, I'm here. You know what they'd have said? Who are you? Wouldn't they? But he said, oh, by the way, I'm here with the blessings of Paul. Oh, come right on in. Oh, you're Paul's man? Hey, come on in. He had carte blanche. What have you got for us? What do you want us to do, man? What's the apostle saying? Why? Because he walked in the blessings of Paul. Let me tell you what a lot of people try to do today. They're trying to create their own blessings. There are a lot of people out there that refuse to surrender to any kind of spiritual authority in a church, that refuse to any kind of thing, and so they, they don't want anybody telling tell them what to do, so I'm going to go start my own thing. I'm going to go out there and do what I want to, and nobody's going to tell me what to do. Tychicus got written into the story because Tychicus stayed under authority. Does that make sense? Are y'all with me? And so I want to challenge, especially young adults, man. And every culture it has its issues. Mine had it the next one. But our young adult culture, I want to challenge you to plant in the house of God. Those that are planted in the courts of the Lord shall thrive. They shall, they, man, they shall grow like the cedars of Lebanon. I want to challenge you, young adults, to plant in the house of God, to, to, get, to, to get in the blessings that God has, man, God's favor's on our church, Amen? I mean, God's doing some stuff never been done around here before. He is doing some radical things. Again, the church is not built on the talents of a few, but it is built on the sacrifice of the many. You go to the end of the book of Romans, and you'll see another credit list that it gives. Faithful, boom, all that kind of stuff, it rolls. And so what Tychicus did, he he was just faithful. And my question to you is this. Will you faithfully carry what's in your bag? Because what's God, what's God placed in your hand? What's God put in your hand? What gifts? What talent? What treasure? What, what, what can you bring to the, to the house of God that, that God wants to use to, to augment, to build his kingdom through us? See, when, when Tychicus showed up at the door of the Colossian church, you know what was in his bag? Oh, you're going to love this. It's going to rock your world. When Tychicus showed up, he had the letter to the church of Colossae and the letter to the church of Ephesus. Tychicus was sent with two of the greatest documents ever penned on the planet, trusted by one of the greatest leaders in in all of the church. As Paul wrote in the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, the book of Ephesians, where we learn the wealth and the walk, the witness and the warfare of the believer, where he wrote to the Colossian church, and we see the fullness of God. We see all the deity of Jesus. We see who he was and who he is. Not only that, by the way, but he dropped around by Jerusalem and took the offering that the the Corinthians and the Philippians and all those churches took up. He brought that too. Why? Because Paul knew that he could trust Tychicus. My question is this, can God trust you? What would the Bible be like without the book of Ephesians and the book of Colossians? I don't know about you, but I've met the Holy Spirit more times than I can ever dare to count in the pages of the, of the letter to the church of Ephesus. And I have in the last three or four months working through the letter of the church of Colossians. But a faithful, almost unknown guy shows up and delivers the word of God. And 21 centuries later, you and I know God better. Why? Because Tychicus could be counted on. So can you be counted on? Can you be counted on to serve? Can you be counted on? that you're going to walk faithful, that you're going to carry out the commands and the commissions? Or will you say, hey, you know what, man, I, that's not necessarily my gift, but they have a need, I'm going to serve right there. I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do, do whatever is needed in my family called faith promise to fill the gap, to make up the void, to build the hedge. Does this make sense? Now, what's happened is the Spirit of God is speaking to people all across our campuses right now who are not actively serving anywhere. You show up every now and then, but you're not actively serving. Man, take your communication card out, put your name, put your cell phone, put your, and say, hey, call me about preschool. Call me about students. Make sure it, it's, at every campus, you're going to be doing it. So, man, at Blunt, you you'll you be serving at Blunt, and Pellissippi, Pellissippi, and North at North, and Campbell, and Anderson, and And all the volunteers, even on our internet campus or the Pellissippi campus. And so I want to just just take him, fill it out, and say, here's where I'll serve. Try it. If you don't like it, we'll move you someplace else. No, I don't think could enjoy jail. But he served there anyway. But see, when you serve where you're gifted, man, serving's a joy. If you knew how much I look forward to, to, to teaching the Word of God on the weekend, I hate to miss it. I love it. I love preparing. I love delivering. I love the Word of God. I love watching the lights go on. And this weekend, all over at every campus right now, ping, 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 because you didn't realize that Tychicus brought those two letters. Didn't know Tychicus brought that offering. Didn't realize all was going on. We just have a few verses, man. This dude was a stud. Amen? And so will you. So take the communication card. Say, I'll serve here, man. I'll, I'll be faithful. You can count on me. I want to do my part for the house of God called Faith Promise, man. I'm all in. Michelle and I, we are all in. Our kids are in. Our finances are in. Our time is in. Man, we are all in to what God is doing. Is anybody with us? Are you all in? Man. Now, some of you may have never surrendered your heart to Jesus. You haven't served because you've not been given that new spirit. When you're born again, then you, you begin to look around for a place to serve. Before Tychicus was born again, he probably wouldn't have hung out in the prison, the dungeon with the apostle. What do you think? But after salvation, after he'd been transformed, after he became a servant, faithful servant, beloved brother, then he was ready to do whatever. So maybe You've never been born again. You've been coming. You're new. and you're, you're just kicking the tires, and you're saying, man, I, I think I want in. Well, the first step in is saying yes to Jesus. It's beginning a relationship. So with every head bow, every eye closed, all of our campuses, if you're, ready to, if you're ready to bow your knee, if you're ready to give your heart to Jesus, that you realize you're separated from God and you need Jesus to save you, then right now we're going to pray together with you what we call a confessional prayer. So faith promises, pray it with them. Just pray, dear Jesus, I know I've sinned. And I am so sorry. Forgive me. I invite you into my heart to be my Lord, to be my Savior. Have your way in me. Use me. Psalms 51, 12. Make me want to. I'll live my life for you. Because you died for me in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Give him some praise, church. Wow. Wow.